Hey guys, it's the Mighty Coleslaw here bringing you the Thanksgiving special of the Mighty Coleslaw podcast. And I'm joined here with my ever faithful co-host, Mandrew, aka Mandrew. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. So let's uh, start off the program with saying, you got any pro- plans for uh, Thanksgiving? Um, you know, with the whole state of the world being sort of on standby and shut down somewhat, um, we're not really doing anything special. We're going to, if, if indoor dining is still a thing, we're going to be hanging out with, uh, Hannah's grandparents going to their local diner Okay. Um, for one meal. We're going to be stopping by my parents' house saying hi, stopping by Hannah's parents' house and saying hi, but no real like extended big family gatherings or anything like that. Um, and then what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't even know. What were you doing? What were your plans for Thanksgiving? Well, those are our plans. Um, Anything to add on to that? I'm sure if I remember. I'm, I'll I'm say sure it'll come back to you. All but right. what are your plans? All right. Uh, my plans, you know what? Uh, Thanksgiving is kind of odd, especially now with the state of the world and stuff like that. Uh, me and my mom are just going to stay home and uh, just make like a little bit of stuff. Um, maybe my brother might come over. Okay. But that's about it. Like our, our Thanksgiving, since we've been at this apartment, have been kind of small, relatively, because you know there's not a lot of room here. It's only a, a one bedroom, so right. It's not like you can have like a crap ton of people coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, now too, you know, you're gonna the cops are gonna the SWAT team is gonna show up if you have more than ten people. Oh my god. So. <laughs> 10 people. Yeah. That's <laughs> then again, ridiculous. like I, I, Thanksgiving has never been a big holiday for me. Like it's never been like all the family comes over. It's never been right. like, and little Cindy too. Kind of. <laughs> it's always just been like either me and my mom or like me, my mom and my sister and like her boyfriend or, uh, or now husband or the most it, it was ever was me, my mom, my sister Katie and her husband, and then is and then her husband's parents. Okay, but that's it. But that, that's not even that. That's like still under ten, I think. I yeah, and count it. Yeah, with with my mom's side of the family, it was usually like that's that's usually who we spent Thanksgiving with was my mom's side of the family, and then we would do like my mom's side and my dad's side for Christmas. But my mom's side of the family is pretty big. She's like one of five uh, brothers and sisters, so you know you figure five kids then. Uh, grandma and grandpa when he was still alive and then um, my one aunt is married with two kids and then my parents had me and my sister so like we were probably pushing that 10 um, yeah at yeah. some point I never understood like the big like Hallmark movies where they have like a ton of people over for Thanksgiving and then they never show the meltdowns right. that happen while cooking Thanksgiving. Oh gosh, I know. Dinner. Oh <laughs> my god, my mom has these things called fast fits. Okay. And it's like my mom has like golden patience. Like she's one of the most patient, calm people I know. But like if one thing goes out of rye, like something small. Right. Right? Just like when she's cooking Thanksgiving dinner, like if she like, um, like if the, like, uh, say if the turkey burns. Okay. Or whatever, she'll be like, mother fuck, like <laughs> all that, like, you know, we're Italian. So she'll like flip bail, throw the turkey, like that's fucking ruined. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all this stuff, like pulling her hair and I'm like, calm down, mom. Easy, easy. 
downtrack now. <laughs> I think we've only ever hosted Thanksgiving maybe like once or twice. Because like my house isn't that big. Uh, or my parents' house like when we were growing up, it wasn't that big. So we never really hosted too, too many gatherings. But we'd always bring a dish to uh, Thanksgiving dinner, which was usually hosted at my grandmother's house. And no, like, no big fits in terms of, like, fighting over, like, food prep. Yeah. But without fail, every time we go, we we run late due to whatever reason. Uh-huh. You know, either, like, my sister's taking too long in the shower, my dad waited too long to take a shower. So, like, you know, we're always, like... If we're meant to be there at, say, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh-huh. we're leaving by, like, 1245, and my mom's, like, angry as hell. And she's like, we're, we were supposed to be there in 15 minutes, you know? So, But those are really the fights that happen for us for, for big family gatherings for, like, Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just hate, like, in every family event, right, my mom has to cook, like, you know, she takes it upon herself to cook something, but she never picks anything easy to make. Of course. It's, it's always, like, something elaborate, like a turducken or something like right. that, Thanks, that. Thanksgiving is not the time to, like, innovate and experiment. Yeah. Oh, I remember one time we went over for um, Thanksgiving to my sister Kate's house. And then she's like, Mom, bring your deviled eggs. Never. And I'm. this is a PSA. Never ask my mom to make deviled eggs. <laughs> Feel free to blast that, that part. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> and um, they, They're not good? No, they're, they're fantastic. The amount of fits oh she has <laughs> making the deviled eggs is astounding. It's like because like they're they're like so tedious to make. Well, yeah, because you gotta like scoop the yolk out and then you you like mix it with what like mustard. Yeah, and then like she has to making the egg hard boiled in itself is a nightmare. Oh yeah, I suck at that. And then, like, she has to cut them evenly. Then she has to, she does, like, her own special recipe and all that. And then, like, she'll mess up, like, a whole dozen eggs. So she buys, like, three dozen eggs. Only maybe a dozen and a half will be usable. And, like, she's like, ah! That's funny. I, I love deviled eggs. They're so good. I saw a meme the other day about them where it's like, you know, Scrambled eggs, like, oh, two or three is, like, my limit. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Deviled eggs, give me 40. Like, I, yeah. I can eat all 40. No problem. Yeah. I, they're just, like, so easy to eat, too. Like, yeah. scrambled eggs, you know, most people put, like, cheese and, right like, meat inside scrambled eggs. But, like, a deviled egg, you can just pick up, and it's, like, you can eat, like, uh, two is a, considered a whole egg. Right. So, like, you're picking, like, four or five out, and then... Yeah, you know. Next thing you know, it stacks up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite like Thanksgiving uh, food? Now, I know you're not like big on the holiday itself, but like, do you have like a go-to food that you enjoy specifically around Thanksgiving time? It's not really a Thanksgiving food, but like my mom makes it every year. It's like pepperoni bread. Okay. So like I like uh, the stromboli she makes. Uh, she makes three different strombolis for Thanksgiving. Like she'll make a pepperoni bread stromboli, a cheesesteak stromboli, and then like uh, spinach and garlic cheese stromboli. Oh, so nice. like those three different types of strombolis are like my favorite Thanksgiving kind of food. I don't, I'm not really big on turkey, 
Um, and I'm not a big fan of cranberry sauce or I like mashed potatoes and I like stuffing, but like, I don't really like the traditional Thanksgiving food. Right. I got you. What's yours? Uh, I feel like it's changed so much like over the years because I didn't used to like cranberry sauce or cranberries or anything. Really? But yeah, but now I do. Um, not saying it's like my favorite, like I'm not going to smother stuff in cranberry sauce, but it's, it adds like that nice little level of like tartiness and fruitiness um i'm a huge huge fan of stuffing yeah and i i like trying different styles of stuffing because everybody usually has like their own family recipe or like their famous like boxed recipe yeah like, yeah their stove top yeah. stuffing um but uh, yeah stuffing is my go-to and i usually only have that around like this time of year yeah um turkey is great love turkey um Last year I had was was it last year or two years ago I think we we went down to uh, we went down to Virginia for uh-huh. Thanksgiving at my aunt's house and I think it was two years ago and my aunt made these like roasted Brussels sprouts with like bacon Ooh. bits and some other seasoning and they were absolutely incredible they were phenomenal um, and my cousin made a really nice like sweet potato casserole that was like sweet potatoes, like brown sugar, cinnamon, marshmallows. So, so good. Um, so I like, I like those style dishes. Can't go wrong with starch, man. (laughs) Yeah. Starches and carbs, man. That's, that's what drives. Yeah. That's what drives Thanksgiving. The one thing I don't like in like homemade, um, stuffings is onions i'm a big like i'm anti-onion <laughs> i hate onions with like a fiery passion don't bring onions near me don't give them to me don't make me look at them i hate them so much i don't know what all it, onions yeah it's like because onions are like rubbery and ugh. yeah see i like onions what i don't like in my stuffing is celery and i'm a, like I'll, I'll eat celery uh-huh. some people think that's weird uh, Hannah specifically, she hates celery. Um, but like, give me some celery with peanut butter or like celery and cream cheese. Delicious. Um, but it doesn't belong in stuffing or, or chicken salad. doesn't belong in chicken salad either. I don't like chicken salad with like pineapple in it. I've never had that, but I do like chicken salad with grapes. Really? Yeah. I've never had it with like raisins or anything. I think that's weird too. Uh-huh. Um, but like chicken salad, like a, the Panera, like Napa chicken salad that has like red grapes in it. That's good. I, I enjoy that. I've had, um, I've had it with the raisins in it, but like, I always feel like a raisin is a poor man's grape. Well, it's a shriveled grape. So you could even argue that it's like a poor grape. Yeah. It's a poor grape. <laughs> it's a, it's a poor man's grape in a poor, in poor shape. Right. <laughs> little, uh, was that a soliloquy? I don't know. <laughs> a limerick? <laughs> a limerick? I don't know. Just, uh, no moral to the story. Just a really cute one. <laughs> All right, then. There we go. Um, I got a little, a little bit of a memory. Uh, when I was, uh, little, I used to call, uh, stuffing special. Okay. And then, like, it's kind of like our nickname for stuffing. Was it, like, special stuffing, or you literally just called it special? I just used to call it special. Because, like, I guess this must have been when I was, like, three or four. It started, and then, like, I would ask my mom, like, what is this? Because, like, I I love stuffing, too. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's uh, stuffing. We have it for a special occasion. 
So okay. from then on, every time we had stuffing, it was just like, oh, we're having special. It must be a special occasion. <laughs> oh, that's how we used to just call stuffing special. So that's one of the biggest uh, Thanksgiving memories I have. That's cool. Uh, do you have anything notable like that? Thanksgiving memories. No, I don't. I don't really think that I do. As I said, it, it was it was pretty much like cut, copy, paste every year for yeah. Thanksgiving. We would go to my grandmother's house. Um, everybody was responsible for a dish. She would cook like the main like turkey and all that. She would be the last person sitting down, and we would all say like, you know, Grandma, sit down and eat before it gets cold. Um, and yeah, I. It, it wasn't really anything. We we do normally what we used to do, uh, which we haven't done in a couple of years now, um, was Thanksgiving was where my aunts and uncles and my mom and my dad and all them would pick out who they got for Secret Santa because they would do like a Pollyanna exchange for their yeah. presents. And all the all the cousins um, like got got gifts. Right. But the, the parents and the aunts and uncles, they all did a Pollyanna exchange. So they would exchange uh, names at Thanksgiving. But then everybody would actually get to pick out their Christmas ornament that year. My grandmother will, like, collect Christmas ornaments. Um, like, whenever she goes shopping, if she sees nice decorations or nice ornaments yeah. that she likes. They're like, really, like, unique ones. Uh-huh. She'll just buy them. And like stock up on them and then the family members would get to pick out what ornament they wanted to take home for like their Christmas tree. So I'm pretty sure we would do that or on or around Thanksgiving you every know, year. It's funny. Uh, I do something similar to that. Um, every year when I, w- after my parents got separated, my, uh, my aunt Al used to get us, like get me specifically a Christmas ornament every year. Mm-hmm. And it was always, um, <laughs> they were like the giant Christmas balls, but like, she's like, she would always say, look, Cole, you got big balls oh, <laughs> every year. Like, you know, <laughs> a giant Christmas ball and all that stuff. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember the first one I ever got was a, uh, teddy bear. It was like a, it was a big purple ornament, right? And it was a teddy bear coming out of a stocking and it said, Merry Christmas, 2006 mm-hmm. and all that. And then every year we would get one and I've kind of taken up the mantle of, uh, being the uncle that gets all the nieces and nephews, a Christmas ornament every year. Oh, cool. So every year since my niece has been born and then when my, now my nephews, I get them a Christmas ornament every year. Or if like I have a close friend that has a kid or something like that, uncle Cole always has the Christmas ornaments. Nice. You should get one of them a Christmas ornament with like a, a face mask on it for 2020. Oh, I don't want. I, I don't want to bring them down by making them remember. <laughs> this was the year that sucked ass. <laughs> well, H- Hannah and I went uh, to the Deptford Mall for the first time in a while yesterday. And oh my god! There were some uh, kiosks there with Christmas ornaments already, and literally, like so many of them ha- were like healthcare workers and doctors and like hair salon people and they all had on like face masks and i was like jesus like i mean in one way like it's i guess it's cool because you find like these business owners and manufacturers like find ways to like stay profitable yeah because you know you're gonna come across like nurses and doctors like or 
their family members are probably going to want to buy one of these ornaments yeah. and just say like, hey, like you, you made it through. Like we got to Christmas. Here's something for you to remember in like 10 years when hopefully the world still isn't shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here's, here's something for you to remember. Like you got through the toughest of times, I guess. Yeah. But on the other hand, like you said, yeah, it's kind of like bringing everything down. Yeah. Like yeah. with all these like state restrictions and stuff, yeah. the whole, you know, like like we were talking about, you can't bring more than ten people. Like, yeah, that's all. It's all bogus, man. Well, it's good. I don't like most of my family anyway. You bastards! You cheat at Monopoly. But anyways, <laughs> whoa, that was just some serious. <laughs> that was it. That was some dark repressed memories. Hopefully, we can skip past that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you know what? I was thinking of uh, while you're talking about like Thanksgiving memories and stuff. I got a couple of memories. Um, yeah, lay them out there, I'll, man. A lot of them are like school based ones. Like I remember like in kindergarten everybody would make like uh the Thanksgiving hands, the turkey hands. The turkey hands. We we, we made them. And uh we used to do the the boys were the pilgrims and the girls were the Indians. That's funny. I think Hannah said the same thing when for her school and I don't ever remember like segregating the pilgrims and Indians for the boys and the girls. Really? I don't recall that. Because yeah. the girls are like the Native Americans and the boys were the pilgrims. Wow. And like you hear the story of like Squanto and blah, blah, blah. They always make it, they make Thanksgiving seem like, oh, so happy or whatever. But like. But it wasn't. I think that it was like, honestly, I thought it was everybody was starving. And <laughs> then they all got together and like, okay, let's sell our differences and just, right. eat, let's just eat. Let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Yeah, everybody, like, we did that for kindergarten, and I think we had, like, juice and cookies. You know, that was, like, the first, like, mm-hmm. three years of school. So, like, I remember pre-K, kindergarten, and, like... I was going to say you were in kindergarten for three years. No, no, no. If I, <laughs> if I was in kindergarten for three years, somebody somebody <laughs> was not doing their job. <laughs> but, yeah, probably you. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get started. Cole, Cole, couldn't, uh, Cole couldn't write the alphabet, so we're holding him back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that you, you! I got another irrelevant story, but I remember I used to get, I was like bullied a lot in school because like I was an odd kid because like was, well, I still am. But <laughs> anyways, like you know, I had older parents, so like I didn't like the same music as everybody else. Like everybody's yeah. all like, I like Celine Dion and all this other stuff, and like I was just like, I like the Beatles, Elvis, and Motown, and. <laughs> nice. um, Oh, that and then like I remember the old saying: "If you can't beat them, just laugh it off." Uh-huh. And so when kids would say stuff to me, I'd just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're right. I am a tool. <laughs> I am a loser, <laughs> and all that stuff." So like I'd be snickering in the back of the room all the time because I was just like, "Ha ha ha ha! Yes, I am fat." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> all that stuff. And then I remember the teacher used to yell at me all the time for laughing. Yeah, and then she sent me out in the middle of the hallway because she's like, "Cole, if you can't get yourself together, you're just gonna sit out in the hall." That was like the worst. Like. Just getting sent out to the hallway in school, like not getting sent down to the principal's office. Just go stand out in the hallway. I'll oh, be with oh, you in a moment. This, this, no, it got worse because the teacher's like, go out there and see if you can get a hold of yourself. And then I went out in the hallway, right? And then this teacher was like, I think taking her students to like the bathroom because I thought that was like the, in elementary school, you went as a group. 
Right. And the teacher came by and she's like, Cole, why are you sitting out in the hallway? And I was like, I was laughing in class and I, you know, got sent out in the hallway. And she's like, oh yeah, you think this is funny? You can come and write the words on my wall. And then I started dying because like, it was just like <laughs> something like, oh my God, you're going to make me write words off the wall. Oh no. And then I started dying laughing and I was just like, write words off the wall. Ha! Oh my gosh. Like, it was like, uh, I was a little bit being an asshole, but then again, she shouldn't have been like so dramatic with like, you can write the words off my wall, bitch. Like, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, it, it was just like supposed to be a fate worse than death, but no, it got me out of the classroom, so I didn't have to do derivatives. <laughs> well, that was back in third grade, so we were probably learning about, I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Rocks. Rocks, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I remember what do you we, learn about in third grade? I don't know. I just remember reading. We had this old teacher. I don't know. I'm not going to say her name. But, like, she was, like, 100 years old, had to have been. She she remembers the 40s, I remember, okay. about her. And she was, like, we read these, like, books about, like, 1920s life or, like, the 1910s. Like, there was a book about this girl, Jane. And then she's, like, I remember when they first built the automobile. And my brother became a lawyer, and we lived in the tenements and all that. So was she southern? I don't know, but I, <laughs> I guess I, I, I guess no, no. Wait, she was from New. She was from New York, and like her family was like Russian, but like she was born in America. So probably it sounded like I remember when the first automobile was brought right <laughs> right around, and my brother was a lawyer, and we lived in a tenement home. <laughs> probably something like that, yeah, something to that effect. But you know. Huh. Instead of learning about that or hearing that that girl's story, I went into the to the room to write words off the wall. Oh man! <laughs> and I'm like, a little. <laughs> like, it still didn't help my spelling, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in third grade, I remember doing cursive. I remember doing cursive, and I remember like my third grade teacher, Mr. Dunner, playing tricks on us, mostly me, because. There was one year, and this is like sort of a little aside, um, but there was one year I told him that he wasn't going to be able to get me for April Fool's Day. I just told him, like, you can't get me. You can't trick me. Uh huh. And so to him, that was challenge accepted. So he, he had, like, stepped out of the room. He had to, like, go down to the office or something like that. And then um, he comes back to the room. I'm pretty sure he came back to the room. Yeah, yeah, he came back to the room, and he had told the front office to call me down in, like, five minutes or whatever, saying that my mom was there. And so they they paged to his room, and they're like, can you send Andrew down to the office, please? His mom's here. And I'm like, what? My mom's here. And the rest of the class is going, ooh, you know, like that whole thing. And I get down, I walk down to the front office, and nobody's there. And I'm, like, looking around, like, my they said my mom's here. And then I just turn around and Mr. Dunner's walking through the front doors of the office and he's just like, April Fool's. And I'm like, the third grader, I'm just like, what the heck? That was that was kind of a dick move, man. Like, you didn't know, like, you didn't know if, like, oh, my mom didn't tell me there must be a family emergency or something like that. Right, right. No, I mean, it was, it was funny. It was funny. Like, in hindsight, he's still one of the teachers. Like, we'll go and, I mean, he's retired now, but like, we, we would always go and like visit him at the end of the school year. Like, yeah. When they were either coming up on like winter break or summer vacation or him and my, um, 
my kindergarten teacher. We would always go back and like visit and say hi to. Oh, when you were in like high school and stuff or? Yeah, even in college too. When I finished college, I went back and I visited my kindergarten teacher. Oh, wow. I got an old, old teacher, so I don't even know if they're still kicking. (laughs) I did, I did, however, reach out to my history teacher that I had in seventh grade that like made me fall in love with history. And after Mm -hmm. I, I graduated with my history degree, I sent him an email and I said, Hey, uh, I'll say his name, uh, Mr. Yates, you know, I just wanted to tell you that like, you know, your class meant so much to me that when I went to school, uh, or college, when I, I went to school for history and I wound up getting my degree in it because mm-hmm. of you and, um, my other teacher, uh, my other college professor, uh, professor Hayes, she, those two were like, very Hayes. <laughs> no, <laughs> do you think she's related? I don't know. I never got into divulging. They, she does not act remotely like Master Drew, so I don't think. <laughs> She's like a free spirit, hippie soul. Okay. <laughs> so right. she was like the stereotypical like uh, hippie teacher. She's like a world traveler and, you know, has been to like all sorts of countries and stuff like that. And like very worldly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I liked her class because like it was more of like uh stories like it was like you're she was telling you like a story of like how like the civilization was yeah. run and everything what was cool about her classes it was like free and like individual so like you could uh pick a subsect of like the time period you were studying and we got to the middle ages and i was talking about wh- what would happen if a knight and a samurai met in the, on the street and like had a fight oh, man I'm going to get into this. I hate to say it. The knight would win if they were in armor. Sure. But if it was like two guys out in the street, like trained samurai warriors, not the, you know, cause like samurai was like a class technically. And I'm talking about the warriors. Right, right, right. right. I got so, you. you know, if a knight and a samurai met on the battlefield, both had fully armored, best armor, the knight would win because none of the samurai's weapons had Anything that could break the armor. You don't think a katana could like? No, they did. They did. They have done tests, and it couldn't. But if it's if it's a knight and he's doing like a hema, like if he's just like in regular street clothes versus a guy samurai who has his katana, which by the way, the katana is not a fully samurai armored weapon. That was a street weapon, right? You would need. uh, You would see on the battlefield an odachi or a nagamaki is what a samurai would be having out mm-hmm. in the field because it's a bigger version. If anybody's seen Final Fantasy, Sephiroth holds right. a, an Odachi. Yeah. And um, so if they met in the street, the samurai would win, and then the knight would win if they were in a full armor. Cool beans. Maybe not every time, but like, you right. know. I'm but saying. enough. 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 Uh, but anyways, more school memories about Thanksgiving. I got another story. Uh, I remember... Did your did your family ever have like room moms or room dads like for like parents that would come in regularly for like different events like if there was like a Christmas party I think so parents would come in and uh, well my mom has always been the staple like she always came in for everything that like uh, she was always my chaperone she was always like you know my mom's my rock and right she came in for the Thanksgiving one thing and it was just like all the second grade classes came together 
And then, like, everybody brought in a dish. So, like, there was tons of food. And they lined up all the tables in the cafeteria. And, you know, everybody brought something. Like, some kids brought cream corn. Other kids brought this. Other kids brought that. And I just remember it was just, like, a big feast. And, like, it was the first part of the day we watched, like, the the Peanuts uh, Thanksgiving special and, like, other Thanksgiving movies. I wish we watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but that's not suitable for second graders. Definitely not. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had, you know, we are watching, like, the cartoons based on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And then the whole afternoon was just people eating and then, like, you could relax and it was... It was the day before Thanksgiving, so it was like a half day, so it was split up evenly. And then, you know, my mom took me home early after I was right. done eating and talking to my friends and what little friends I had. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but, yeah, that was a fond memory. Then I remember in eighth grade we did something similar to that. But I remember the food being much better in eighth grade because I guess, like, you know, when you're a teenager, you can help make more food. Like, I remember one mom brought in fried chicken and... Mm. Uh, I brought in my mom's legendary pepperoni bread and I felt prideful because my mom's pepperoni bread was like the first thing to go. Nice. So that was like a hard commodity. Yeah, that's cool. And I remember kids weren't eating this one lady's like fried chicken for some reason and I ate it. I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. <laughs> and then the mom's like, oh my God, you like the fried chicken? My kids hate it. And I was like, how can you hate? Fried chicken. Now, did she actually make the fried chicken, or was like she buying like KFC? And it was not the Colonels because I, I I was a KFC whore for a while. Oh jeez, so, <laughs> so I knew if it was. I'm like, hmm, this ain't the Colonel. It's all <laughs> herbs and spices. That's funny. But you know, it was good because like it was uh, it was ch- like chicken cutlets, right? Yeah. But they were like ham. They were like pan fried. Oh, cool. So cool. like you could tell that it was like flour. Hannah's mom does that. They're really good. Yeah, and then I remember one family, like, there's a Jamaican kid, so they brought in jerk chicken. I've never had good jerk chicken since. (laughs) I love jerk chicken. Uh, It was all good food. And then um, we had this uh, uh, teacher, Miss Roan, and she was a big black lady, and she brought in, like, all the soul food. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it was to die for. Like, she had baked mac and cheese and, like... Love it. Baked mac and cheese. I love me some cornbread. Oh yeah, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, um, you made me remember. I don't I don't know how I didn't think of this like at first, but there was one year in high school. My I I went to uh I went to a prep school, uh-huh. and we used to do these things called third semesters, where yeah. we would either we would choose between something local uh-huh. that was like hosted at the school. Or like somewhere within the state, and then that was like tier one, and then tier two would be a trip somewhere domestically, and we would go to like a different state, and then there was tier three, which was some sort of international trip. All of the trips had like an educational component that we had uh-huh. to, that the teachers had to meet, um, and they were usually anywhere from like a few days if they were like local to like a week, so. When I was a sophomore, uh, is, is this high school or college? This was high school. Um, when I was a sophomore, I wanted to go to Italy, uh-huh. and it was held because usually the third semester trips would take place in the spring. Uh huh. But occasionally, some of the teachers would host them over winter break. Uh huh. 
because of sports or whatever. So my sophomore year, the trip to Italy that I wanted to go to was around Thanksgiving. Uh huh. So I actually got to spend Thanksgiving that year in Rome, mm. which was pretty neat because, like, obviously they, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving over in Italy, but it was neat to sort of go out to, uh, to a foreign country and have, like, this multi-course meal. I mean, they knew we were tourists. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were familiar with the concept of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Even if they don't celebrate it. And so it was just really neat to, like, experience a different culture, like, on that day that's traditionally, like, for family. In a country where, like, you don't necessarily have to be family to sit there and enjoy a meal for three, four hours at a time. Yeah. Um, although I will say that, like, I'm kind of upset with my mom for that trip because she was the only parent that didn't sign the permission slip that allowed me to have alcohol with dinner because there was like no drinking age there, right? So like I was like 16 and I could have had, uh, I could have had like wine with our meals or whatever. But my mom was the only parent who didn't sign the permission slip to let that happen. Man, you were mad at your mom, but she let you go to Italy by yourself, man. I can't, <laughs> I, man. I was so, I was so broke. Man, I, well, I, I had to barely I had, have saltines for so, Thanksgiving, and you go to Rome. So I had to raise half the money for that trip by myself. So I actually wound up having to. We we used to do like these hoagie sales. We would actually take them to the karate school. So my mom would like we we would come up with a menu. You get to choose like the type of hoagie that you wanted, and then we would buy like cans of soda and bags of chips, and we would take it to different people and say like okay for five bucks you get a hoagie a bag of chips and a soda and then we would like bag them all together and then deliver it to these people um but i was responsible for like having to sell those hoagies Uh so that i could raise enough money myself to go on the trip and then if i raised up half the money then my mom would pay my mom and dad would pay the other half so so I, I I worked hard for those trips, man. <laughs> but but yeah. it was pretty neat. Um, that was also the same trip where, after warning us about the people who would like try to pick your pockets, you know, and yeah. rob you, um, and you know, not to talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> there were these like street vendors that that will stop you and just start like talking to you, uh-huh. and there were these. These were these guys that start talking to you and uh-huh. they like make you a, a bracelet, but they use your finger to like tie the base of it and then they like do this like braiding. So they're like talking to you as as they're doing it. And these guys stopped like me and my friend Zach. And the whole time Zach's like, Quanta Costa, Quanta Costa, because like he knows like how much, like I don't have any money on me, blah, 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 blah. And this guy, like at the end of it, he's he's talking to me and I just like keep letting him do it. I'm like, whatever, man. And and then he's like, okay, that's ten euro. I'm like, what? Like ten euro, which is probably close to like twelve bucks. Like, uh huh. What a rip And I'm just like, are you serious? But like, I actually paid it. And then I like, I didn't really care, or whatever. Um, but when we went and we told the chaperones, the 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 dude was pissed. Like the doc or the the professor, the teacher was pissed. He was like ready to like go back out into the street and like find the guy who yeah. it was. But I didn't really care that all that much. I uh 
I wound up winning a bet and getting 10 euro back for drinking blue cheese dressing later that that trip so oh that's easy man that would have been the easiest 10 bucks i ever made well yeah it was pretty easy (laughs) then you had to have a breadstick chaser man right right. (laughs) (laughs) but no i that that was a neat trip because again like i said it was like it was during like the thanksgiving time yeah but when i went back to when i went back to rome in college so that would it would have been probably like three or four years later I still like knew my way around the city. Oh, that's was, nice. Which was really neat because I was like, "Oh yeah, you just take this to go here," and you know, yeah, I know exactly where we are. Oh, how fortunate! <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It cool. Yeah. Um, I want to go to I want to go to Canada for their Thanksgiving one year. That would be neat. Yeah, Boxing Day. Well, well, that's that, after Christmas. Well, Boxing it? Day is the day after Christmas. Right. Is that. But yeah, uh, I knew that. Thanksgiving. Sorry think, to our Canadian listeners. I think Thanksgiving is like a week before in Canada yeah. or like two weeks before. Yeah. But I would like to go there for Thanksgiving one time. And uh, speaking of scammers, uh, I don't know if anybody watched the latest episode of Cole Gets Lost. I didn't actually. You didn't. No. You didn't watch it. So I'll tell the story again about a, a scammer, right? So okay. Hit me up. I was going to Target, right, and I was just walking. Target. Yeah, and I had my headphones in and like you know my mask on, and then like I must have looked like a zombie because like I was just there. I was gonna go there to buy Christmas decorations and like, um, I bought like I wound up buying a couple nutcrackers and uh, some Christmas ornaments and like some statues, but that's besides the point. I was it's just when I first got in there, and then like you had to walk by the electronics section to go to the Christmas ornaments because they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And like I'm walking there, and I'm all like, Ooh. and then I had like sea shanties playing in my headphones, but um, I get stopped like this, uh, you know, moderately attractive woman waves at me. And I, you know, I kind of like wave back because like, you know, I got my social anxiety going on like social contact. Why is she waving at me? Uh, Yeah, I'll just wave back. Like kind of like a half smile. (laughs) And then she starts talking to me. I'm like, hello, this woman's trying to talk to me. And (laughs) oh, is she one of those like energy or like electricity or like gas ladies no no um, and then i take off my headphones and she's like are you happy with your phone plan oh, and then i, I was that. just like i was just like oh no and then like you know i'm a little bit i'm a little bit bilingual right so i was gonna throw some uh italian at her mm-hmm. you know that i was gonna i was gonna be like uh no me understand english <laughs> or whatever and just like try to throw her off a bit or I was going to even try, like, I'm trying to learn French, too. Okay. But I was going to try to throw her off with some French or something. But, like, all that came out was, ooby ba dooby doo Stop it. You said that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I froze up because I was just, like, I was about to go, me no speak. I was like, ooby ba dooby doo ooby Stop it. What was the reaction? She's just like, Oopie, but she looked at me like, oh. she, she looked like I, like I was, uh, I, I was away from my chaperone. Oh my. <laughs> Yo, my abs actually hurt from like jujitsu class the other night, but like that, that's so funny. Like I'm laughing and I'm clutching my, my stomach in pain. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, she's like, uh, 
she kind of like froze and then like I was looking at her and she was looking at me and all that and then she's like uh, how much uh, oh is- <laughs> she's like how much is your phone plan <laughs> like kind of like questioning her reality at that point and then I was just like uh 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 uh, uh cause like I, then I started going uh uh cause like I was like freezing I was like did that just happen <laughs> That may be the greatest thing I've ever heard. Oofy but doofy Yeah, that's what happened. Because like, you know, it's like I was so confident because like I was just thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to say something. Because like at first, like she gave me she probably gave me ample enough time for me to say something like even just a random phrase. Right. Uh, like, uh, morto of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Let me get out of here. But uh, then like she's like, so are you happy with your phone plan? <laughs> I don't like, I I was speaking to her in scat. <laughs> and then she's just like, uh, and then she's like, so how much are you paying for your phone? And I'm like, $60. <laughs> I choke out that. And then she's like, well, for $65. And then I was just like, why would I want to pay five more bucks? See ya. And then like, I just pushed my cart and walked away. That's so funny. See, I had one of those guys come up to me the other day. And by the other day, of course, I mean like a month ago. Um, but yeah, I was in Target and the same thing happened. The dude came up and was like asking about like my phone bill. He's like, hey man, are you happy with your phone bill? I'm like, yeah, I got T-Mobile. And, but like, and I keep walking because like I'm on a mission. Well, like when I'm in Target, I'm, in a, I'm on a mission. Uh-huh. Um, and he continued to walk with me and follow me. And he's like, so how much you paying? I'm like... Does it look like I'm carrying my phone bill in my pocket, man? I don't yeah. know. I got someplace I got to be. All right, man. Thanks for your time. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, the, the the worst is like when you get like the forum person. Yeah. Following you around. And it, it's just like, oh, it's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's scary at first because like, you know, your weird person comes up to you in an accent. Hello, my friend. I had one of those guys come up to my door the other day. You know the people that come to your door and like either ask to like see your your gas bill or your phone or your electric bill because they want to they want to show you the recent changes to to everybody's bill and show you how you can save like a few dollars a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, dude comes up to my door and like he had he had some sort of accent, but he's like as I'm standing there with the door like half a jar, um. He's like knocking on the door jam, like while he's talking to me. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm here. Whatever. Like, I want to verify the the charges on your recent electric bill." I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm here. I'm going door to door. I just want to, you know, verify the the charges on your recent electric bill." I'm like, "I don't understand," because very clearly, like I could see from his paperwork and like his outfit that he's not from Atlantic City Electric. Yeah. So I'm like. He's like, yeah, everybody like, um, you know, had these different charges that were recently made, and I just want to verify, you know, that they were made. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't have those bills on me, man. I pay my bills online. And he's like, yeah, you just just like everybody else. But you know, I want to show you, like, I want to verify the charges. I'm like, I, I still don't understand why. Like, I knew what he was doing, uh-huh. like midway through, because I actually applied for one of those companies like back in the day. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I'm glad I didn't take it because I hate when people like just randomly show up at my door. 
But then, like, again, like, midway through, he starts, like, knocking on my door. And I'm, like, already standing at the door, like, holding it open. Like, why are you touching my door? And or maybe he wanted to see if it was mahogany or not. No, I'm pretty sure he, like, honestly, it felt like he was kind of, like, casing the place. And I was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yo, please try to barge in right now. I have, like, two knives and a katana and, like, 20 years of martial arts experience. So please try to mess with me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, dude, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm sorry. And he's like, all right, well, maybe I'll have somebody come back at a later time so they could sit down and further explain it to you. I'm like, yeah, okay, you do that. Like, as I'm closing the door on him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just walked off. But, yeah, I hate those, like, solicitors. Yeah. Oh, I had one in the mall that, like, came up and, like, actually physically grabbed me. Ooh, bad move. One time, uh, this is before I knew martial arts. Still I bad. Kind of Hong Kong fooied his ass. Hong Kong fooey. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... So he, he was like, I guess I would say Middle Eastern mm-hmm. and he goes and grabs my hand. Right. And he takes me over to his kiosk and he goes, Oh, my friend, my friend, you're in rough shape. And then like, he starts like rubbing my hand and like, he starts like putting this like salve or whatever on it. And it's like, he's basically like giving me a shitty manicure almost. And I'm like, I can't tell, like in my head, I, you know, I was just How old like, were you? I was 17. He's trying to sex traffic you. I don't know. <laughs> I would have got no buys if I if my ass was on the market. Hey, you never know. And all that. And like I thought like I was just like, I'm like, I can't tell if this guy's gay or foreign. Like in my head. <laughs> that reminds me of the the song from Legally Blonde. Uh, and the then musical. and then um you know, he's just like he's like, oh my friend, you work, you work very hard, you work very hard, and all that. Because like you know, I worked at a factory when I was in high school, right? And like you know, I did like I lifted boxes and stuff, so like my hands were calloused or whatever. And then he, and then at the end of his whole spiel, he's like, my friend, thirty bucks for this salve or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't even have ten bucks on me, right? Like, <laughs> you picked the wrong person. Yeah, sorry guy. And he's like, you must be joking. And I'm like, no, I don't have any money on me. Like, I didn't ask you to be feeling up my hands. Yeah. Yeah. And then then he's like, I don't believe you. I literally, I opened up my wallet and it was like the scene from like the cartoons where the moth flies out. Right, right, right. And he's like, I cannot believe it. And I'm like, well, believe it. (laughs) Maybe do a better job at like picking your targets. Yeah. Because like I was... I guess I must have been like, cause I just got done the factory and I was just going around looking around. Just, I don't know why I was just, I happened to be in the neighborhood and wanted to do something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I was just walking and then I walked away and then like, I was just like, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah. So we've kind of derailed from the conversation a little bit, but um, I'm curious, like as we, as we get close to like wrapping the episode, do, do you have like anything specific that you're like thankful for this year for this holiday season since it is a time of thanksgiving you know what uh yeah there's some stuff i'm thankful for um you know i'm always thankful for like my mom's good health you know she had a couple cancer battles you know Mm -hmm. um she struggled with like uh pre uh cancerous like a, a ovarian Okay. cancer and stuff like that and uh, uterine cancer so like you know i'm grateful that like you know my mom is like cancer free and she's not like 
you know, she's healthy and stuff like that. Cause like my mom's elderly and stuff like that. So that's the kind yeah. of stuff you got to worry about. I'm glad that she's healthy. I'm glad that all my family's healthy. Um, maybe not everybody's getting along, but at least everybody is healthy in some capacity. I'm also grateful that, you know, I got a nice place to stay and stuff like that. And yeah. like, I can pay my bills on time. Cause you like, you know, growing up poor. And then when you finally get to be an adult and you can actually take control of your life and like, you know, stay afloat it's really something you're grateful for yeah because like you know growing up it was just always me and my mom all the time and like sometimes you know we wouldn't have heat or Mm -hmm. stuff like that or like the cable would get turned off that was the worst when the cable would go off and like (laughs) i can't even entertain myself of course and you know i'm grateful for that i'm i'm grateful for all the people that i've had the pleasure of meeting like i met my personal trainer i'm always grateful that i've decided to start um martial arts where i do with you guys i'm grateful for the great friends i have and stuff like that like it's completely changed my life you know right going to the dojo and stuff like before i was not really a talkative person or anything like that and look at look at what five years later <laughs> has produced i had I, I won't stop talking i'm on the podcast yeah look at that. <laughs> i'm always grateful for you guys i'm grateful for master drew uh master sam mr brian uh even kevin <laughs> uh big mike uh both melissa's uh, am i missing anybody uh insert random guys from jujitsu there uh tanner hubert neil i'm always grateful for those guys those guys have always been treating me good and uh grateful for my best friend brandon uh my friend brayla my and uh this girl megan uh yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful for all the people I have in my life and that my life is relatively normal and it's calm and it's, you know, for once in my life, my life is kind of evened out with like tension. So it's not like, yeah, I'm not worried all the time. So I'm glad that life is kind of evened out and that's the little things I'm thankful for. Like, I don't need to have a mansion. I don't need to have a super fast car, like a Bugatti or anything like right. that. Would I like that stuff? Maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gra- I'm grateful that... My life, for once, is finally just balanced and normal. Yeah. I don't mean to get into, like, a deep conversation there, but... <laughs> no, no, you're good. I, I I, would probably tend to agree with a lot of that stuff, you know? I think while this year itself has been crazy with everything going on in the world um, and the state of affairs and the divisiveness and everything, I, it almost sort of brings a sense of like calm and balance to my life personally. Yeah. You know, there's there's almost a sense of relief. Cuz there there are probably a number of people that I don't agree with on right. a number of incidents uh-huh. that have occurred in 2020 and you know, I I, I kind of have like a sense of like balance and relief knowing that, you know, I don't need to. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. Their their opinions and their beliefs don't really affect my life and the way yeah. that I live it. And I, I'm i very grateful for like coming to that realization because I used to be like stressed out and anxious over having to please everyone. Yes. And, yes. I feel that. Yeah. And it's just like I, I'm. I'm glad that I've come to a point now in my life where I I heard something the other day 
that that was like, you know, sometimes when people come into your life, they they come into your life because of circumstance. Like they are circumstantial friends or acquaintances or right. associates, whatever the ca- case might be. And they may serve a purpose for, for a period of time or just for like a moment in time. Yeah. But eventually, maybe at some point they are going to not serve that purpose or not, you know, fulfill that role in your life. Right. And they shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to feel bad about no longer needing them or having them in your life. Yeah. Just as they shouldn't take it personally that, you know, if they don't need you. Right. Exactly. It's not a, it's, it's not a personal thing at all. Like, and I was just having this conversation the other day because there are a lot of people that I was I was great friends with in in high school and college, and they they all served a purpose at that time. Yeah. But but to be fair, I went to college six hours away, and you know I'm not there. I'm not living in New England anymore. I'm not partying it up at college anymore. And uh-huh. I it's you know those people don't necessarily. Uh, serve the same purpose in my life because we're we're at different points yeah, in our in every, our own journeys. Yeah, everybody's at a different spot. You know, some uh, a thought on that. You know, I used to be like that in the sense of like you know I I used to get insulted like you know that people would like after I spent all this time with them and doing things for them, like mm-hmm. I used to get insulted a little bit that like, you know, Oh, they're moving on from me or whatever. But like, sometimes it's, it's healthy to get rid of people. Yeah. Shuffling new ones and stuff like that. But, uh, hope you know, you're stuck with me, Mandrew. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. yeah it, it is definitely necessary. Yeah, But um, like, I think like, you know, I, I, I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago and I wasn't even the same person I was three years ago and like you know you're always changing as a person hopefully it's always for the better but hopefully you always cycle in and out of you know people and like situations and stuff and yeah and and those people may like re-enter your life at certain points you know what i mean like the people that you wind up like getting letting go of or getting rid of might wind up coming back to serve another purpose later on in your life you don't know and that's okay. Um, and uh, don't be coming into my personal life if you just want to get on the podcast. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Not naming names. <laughs> Every person I went to high school with. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like I, if that's one thing that 2020 has shown, it's just like the the people that really matter and the things that really matter. And yeah. for me personally, that's definitely family. Uh-huh. Um, you know, going into, going into this year, my mom actually had like a bariatric surgery. Um, uh-huh. and she's made amazing progress and, you know, I couldn't be prouder of her for that. And she's managed to stay consistent with it and like find positivity throughout like all the stress and everything of the year. And that's something that like she might not have necessarily been able to do before. Um, she's been monumental in like helping me and Hannah on our own, like getting sort of established. Yeah. Hannah and I like starting our own family, not saying we're having kids. We're not having kids. We don't want kids right now. Um, 
but I'm just saying, like, Hannah and I are now our own little unit. Yeah. Um, and she's been a great help with that. So has my dad. Like, my whole family's been, like, really great about it and really that, supportive. That's that's amazing um, to hear. that Because, like, you know, you and Hannah are such good people. And it's good to see that you guys, you know, are finally in the sp- beginning to be in the spots you guys need to be, respectively. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I want to say I'm monumentally proud of Hannah, of, of all that she's done this past year. And I know she struggles with, like, mental health stuff as well as I do. Yeah. And I'm glad that she stayed relatively sane, same here <laughs> as I have, especially yeah. with like her schedule and all. There's somebody that there's somebody right there who always gives her best in everything and yes. always, you know, she gives she's the definition of somebody who gives 110% like even I would be like, "Damn, girl, you got to <laughs> slow down a bit." <laughs> yeah, I try to tell her that sometimes, but she don't listen to me, but that's okay. But yeah, I I agree with you. I'm I'm insanely proud of her and i'm obviously thankful for her for everything that she's done for me in my life yeah um and i'm just i'm thankful for like just getting to be able to spend the past like seven years with her and experience life together um and just learn from each other and help better each other and all that so yeah, fam, family and family and friends, man. That's really yeah. It. As much as as many people as I've lost due to like political arguments and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've really strengthened bonds with the people who really do matter yeah. to me in my regular life. Like I thought, you know, there was some family that don't talk to me anymore because I think a certain way or I didn't speak up enough or something like that. But like you know. What I lost in them, I gained with so many other people. And yeah. like, what else could I be more thankful for? Exactly. Exactly. I think it's all about that human connection. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people forget that. Uh, yeah. These days, especially, you know, now more than ever. Yeah. Me, me personally, I just like to think, you know, I, I don't care what somebody believes as long as they don't hurt anybody else. They're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting me. Right. You know, that's all I care about. Right. And that's what everybody should care about. Like the fact that one of my guilty pleasure bands is Nickelback shouldn't affect anybody else or their feelings about me. Nickelback was good. I'm I'm not going to lie. That song, Rockstar Slaps. (laughs) (laughs) We were just joking around about this at the karate school the other night because Drew had on a a workout playlist Uh and... uh, Nickelback came on there and I was like, yeah, like Nickelback. Um, and a couple of the guys were giving me flack for it. And I'm just like, dude, you can't tell me that you didn't mess with Nickelback. And he's like, they're like, you know, maybe in high school. I'm like, okay, well, like, I'm not saying like that I jam out to them every single day, but like when they come on, it's like, all right, I like mean, this is nostalgic. I like Nick. Yeah, like this is good shit. They're not trash, like, I don't know, Ace of Base or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think at some point, uh, it became cool to diss Nickelback. And so now everybody's just like afraid to admit that like they had some songs on there that slapped. Yeah. Like, yes, they also had songs that were terrible, but what band doesn't? You know? Yeah. Well, that song, Goodbye, where he's like, Goodbye. Yeah. yeah that's song. That's uh no, that's uh is that photograph? Look at this look at this photograph. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that same song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have some hits. You so know. I'm thankful for a Canadian rock band Nickelback, okay? They're Canadian? They're, I thought they were I, from Kansas. <laughs> are they from Kansas? 
All right, we're gonna fact check this, and if I was wrong, I'm all right. Wrong. Well, here's some flack I'm gonna get. Let's uh, after we had that heartwarming moment, I don't like Ace of Base, and I don't like Toll. Nickelback. Okay, yeah, they're from Alberta, Canada, so I was right. Okay. Any th- any comments about me not liking Tool? No. You're a tool. <laughs> <laughs> You're a tool if you don't like Tool. <laughs> no, yeah, I got no uh, no real. Yeah, well, I, I, well, I'm thankful that Tool is around for people who like Tool. There, I said something nice about hey, them. Hey, you know what? That's <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, I I think there's a lot to be thankful for, and I think people just need to like shut up and shut up, do a little bit more self reflection. Shut up and be grateful for once in your miserable life. Basically, <laughs> basically. Okay, guys, I just wanted to wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoyed the episode, as always, and we'll be back to our regularly, uh, regularly, regularly scheduled programming in the upcoming weeks. Yes, this has been a special edition. I hope you guys eat all the turkey and stuffing. Make sure you to listen to Alice's Restaurant at least once. Um, have you ever listened to that song, Cole? Is that a Nickelback song? It is not. No, it's um, Arlo, is it Arlo Guthrie? It's one of the Guthries. Um, it's an eighteen-minute-long song about Thanksgiving dinner. Is it like orchestral or is it? It's folk. Okay, folk music. <laughs> folk. Check it out. It's uh, it's called Alice's Restaurant. And if you like a folk song that is just uh, has a good melody to it, the Rocky Road to Dublin is a pretty. The Rocky Road to Dublin? Yeah, the Rocky Road to Dublin. All right, I'll check it out. And you guys, make sure you check out the Mighty Coleslaw podcast wherever you listen. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, Where else? I forget. Anchor. Obviously. And uh, make sure you guys uh, share it with your friends and family and uh, continue to on um, watching and listening or not really watching, just listening. I, I don't know. You could look at your computer or phone screen while you're <laughs> listening to this podcast. So yep. follow <laughs> us on Instagram and Facebook at the Mighty Slawcast and make sure you leave us a, re- a review or a rating wherever you listen. And also feel free to message both pages for episode topics or possible guests we could have on. Yeah. Well, we are always looking for feedback. Yep. And I want to also say that I was thankful for the two guests we've able to manage to have on the show. Uh, I know there's uh, 2020 is still got some time left, but I just wanted to hop on and say I was grateful for the two guests that came on. Thus far. Yep. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. All right, so now I'm sure we bo- uh, bored you to death with this outlandishly long outro. Hashtag shameless self-promotion. Yes. Hashtag we're ending it. <laughs> See you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bye-bye. You must chew your food 100 times before you swallow. <laughs>